Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from Rabbi Eli Kampfer. Let's listen in. Where is God in my life, and why am I stuck in a difficult place? Will God ever intervene on my behalf and help me, and all of us, come to a better place? What if I'm skeptical if God can rescue at all? These are questions so often on the mind of those who pray. How do our prayer texts themselves give voice to some of these wonderings? In the middle of Yaakov's blessing to his children between Don and God, he interjects the following, I hope for your salvation, O Hashem. Yaakov, who was addressing his children, turns to speak directly to God, saying how he hopes for God's rescue, Yeshua. The word kiviti is often translated as, I hope, from the same root as the word tikva, hope. But it also means, I wait. Yaakov says, I am waiting for your rescue, O God. Hope is really an orientation toward waiting, emphasizing what is possible but not yet here. At the end of the day, though, Yaakov remains waiting, perhaps impatiently, for God's salvation. Why does Yaakov recite this line in between his blessing of Dan and God? One Midrashic tradition has Yaakov looking forward in time, which explains how his blessings of his children contain insights based on the future. As he watches the story of Dan's descendants, he sees the heroic and destructive final act of Shimshon, who kills himself along with many Philistines. Yaakov's response to seeing this is to cry out to God for salvation. One version of this Midrashic tradition indicates that Yaakov had hoped that Shimshon was the final redeemer. Shimshon seemed invincible to Yaakov. But once Yaakov saw Shimshon die, his hopes were dashed. Quote, Yaakov, our father, saw Shimshon and thought that he was the King Messiah, HaMelech HaMashiach. When he saw him die, he said, Even this one has died. I wait for your salvation, O Hashem. Breshit Rabbah 99.14 The context of this interjection is one in which Yaakov thought he had seen the end of suffering and the new world emerging. Alas, he was wrong, and he blurts out, I'm still waiting for your salvation, God. There is a tinge of frustration and disappointment in Yaakov's words. We recite a version of the line, Li ki viti Adonai, in the 15th blessing of the daily Amidah, which is a plea for the return of God's Messiah, a descendant of David, not Dan. The blessing reads, Et semach David abdecha meherat atzmiach vekarno tarum bishuatecha, ki li shuatcha ki vinu kol hayom. Baruch Hashem, Matzmiach Karen Yeshua, the sprout of David, your servant, may you speedily sprout, and his horn may you raise through your salvation. For your salvation we hope for all the day. Blessed are you, Hashem, who sprouts the horn of salvation. The beginning of this blessing is focused on a particular human savior. But when we get to the middle of the blessing, we turn our attention to God's direct salvation, not that of a human messenger. It is perhaps a brief enactment of the Midrash's understanding of Yaakov's experience, 
hoping in a person, but then being disappointed and turning focus toward God alone. Sometimes prayer is about recalibrating our hopes and returning to God as the ultimate Savior. But what can we do with our frustrations? After all, we've been waiting so long and have seen so many potential saviors like Shimshon come and go. There have been so many times when God could have brought final salvation, but didn't. How might we give expression to the difficulty of waiting in the words of prayer? The simple phrase, kol hayom, all the day, which is connected in our blessing to the phrase from Genesis 49, 18, offers an answer. The phrase kol hayom appears 48 times in the Tanakh, but for many of these, the use of kol hayom is not just an indication of time all day long, but also a sign of intense suffering and abandonment by God. Take, for example, these verses from Psalms. My tears have been my food day and night. I am taunted all the day, kol hayom, with, where is your God? Crushing my bones, my foes revile me, taunting me all the day, kol hayom, with, where is your God? Psalm 42, verses 4 and 11. I am all the day, kol hayom, aware of my disgrace. I am wholly covered with shame. It is for your sake that we are slain all the day, kol hayom, that we are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. Psalm 44, 16, and 23. In these selections, the speaker cries out to God that his shame occurs all the day, kol hayom, because God has not intervened to bring salvation. Day and night, the psalmist cries because his enemies mock him all the day. Where is your God? The Jewish people have been murdered all the day, Psalm 44, 23, a consequence of God's failure to intervene. In fact, in Psalm 44, this verse is followed by an outburst, calling on God to awake and intervene. Quote, rouse yourself. Why do you sleep, O Lord? Awaken. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face, ignoring our affliction and distress? Psalm 44, verses 24 through 25. The frustration boils over. In some ways, then, the addition of kol hayom in our blessing to the phrase, we hope for your salvation, is a subtle reminder to God that all the days in which God does not come, we are suffering due to God's inaction. We pay a price while we wait. Perhaps it is a goad to God to bring salvation since our suffering has lasted kol hayom all the day. I want to acknowledge the difficulty of a stance in prayer that expects that God will eventually save us, even after all we have been through as a people. For me, on a rational level, waiting for this salvation feels absurd. For some, then, this blessing may be a reminder about the fleeting nature of human power. Yaakov believes that Shimshon, a human being, will solve all the world's problems and bring deliverance, but those hopes are dashed when his power dissipates. How often do we trust in certain humans to solve our issues, only to be reminded of the folly of this stance? Yaakov's refocusing away from human salvation is an important model for us, even if the possibility of a God who saves sounds just as misguided. And yet, if I'm honest with myself, I still hope and wait for God's deliverance. Indeed, I pray for it actively. This may not be theologically or historically defensible, but it is expressive of my emotional state in prayer. I find myself gravitating toward a stance of, why do you hide your face, instead of completely giving up on the possibility of salvation. 
For me, moments of prayer can transcend the rational critique of an act of God. In fact, hoping and praying are synonymous activities, and just as hoping does not always align with rational thinking, praying also is not ultimately limited by our rational beliefs. Sometimes prayer is about thanking God for the blessings in our lives, but sometimes it is an opportunity to express our frustration at God's inaction. Although subtle, this blessing makes room for some of that emotion, and I continue to wait and hope for God's rescue, even as the waiting is sometimes excruciating. Shabbat Shalom. Our producers for this podcast are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.